Hey guys, in this episode, we are answering a couple of questions from Reddit. One of them is from somebody who just can't stop eating, whether it's fast food or healthy food. And the other one who is someone who's early on in a weight loss journey and the scale just popped up big time and is confused. Welcome to Lower the Bar. I'm Ryan. I'm a busy dad and I gained a bunch of weight after I got married and managed to lose it all, totaling 40 pounds. I'm Jordan, a seven foot tall husband and father of five who used to weigh well over 350 pounds. I've lost and regained weight multiple times until I found more sustainable habits. I'm now down over 75 pounds while balancing a career in leadership and a busy family life. And we're on a mission to make weight loss more approachable for busy dads. We hope this podcast helps you get unstuck with your health goals and makes weight loss more doable and sustainable. Good afternoon and welcome to Lower the Bar podcast. Dude, this is our first episode uh, recording with the actual name of the podcast this time. It is. We're official. We, it's like we've been reborn. Very exciting. Um, we're, we both have a design background, so we were working on some artwork and getting things up and running. And when you're listening to this, everything is going to be up and running, but um, exciting times, exciting times. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. We're having fun. Um, we had this idea as we uh, thought to come up with um, some topic ideas to just kind of cruise Reddit and find uh, people that were looking for weight loss help and answer their questions. So unsolicited advice that'll probably apply to most everyone listening. Yeah. And some context on it, you know, Ryan and I have each dabbled in a little bit of coaching here and there or uh, helped friends along the path. Um, specifically, Ryan helped me and you've probably helped each other over the last couple of years with recipes or tips or ideas or mindset stuff. And so this is our way of maybe immediately giving back and, and doing some coaching um, in a large format where, you know, hopefully we're pulling topics that apply to a lot of people and that you can gain something from this. That's our, our hope. Yeah. So we both got uh, to our own questions and the other person has not heard them yet. So we're here. Uh, answering on the fly. Who's going first? I'll, I'll go first. Let me hit you. Okay. Let me hit you with this question. And uh, if you're listening, let us know if this sounds like you. Uh, the topic is, the subject is, um, I'm frustrated with yo-yo in my weight over the last 3.5 weeks. I'm 35 years old, 5 foot 10, currently sitting at 245 pounds. About three weeks ago, I made the decision to lose weight. And last Saturday, I clocked in at four, 240 pounds. Great. I'm on track. Or so I thought. I've been eating around 2,000 calories per day with some exercise. I've been at the gym for a week. Um, I go on walks every day. I try to get six to eight K steps. I work a desk job. Between last Saturday and yesterday, which seems like it's just a few days based on the timestamps here, I jumped up five pounds. To me, that's quite a bit of fluctuation. It's discouraging and I don't know where I'm messing up. At this point, I just don't want to eat, but I know that's unhealthy for me to starve myself. Will this get better? Is this water retention? What is going on? Okay, so let me make sure I understand. So he's uh, three three weeks in, lost five pounds, gained it back? Yeah, over the three weeks, he's down five. But... Um, over the course of like a Saturday through a, a few days later, he put five back on in terms of scale weight. So he's freaking out. Okay. Okay. Um, whenever somebody says the scale goes up rapidly, I, I always, it's hard to communicate 
to somebody in a nice way to just calm the hell down. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I want to say. And I, I kind of come off as an asshole sometimes, but calm down. You, when the scale goes up that much that fast, it's never body fat. It sounds like he's doing a lot of things right. Yep. It sounds like his, he weighs 245, about the same age and almost the same height as me. Um, so his 2,000 calories, I, I, I don't have a calculator in front of me. It sounds generally right. He could probably be eating a little more and still be in a moderate deficit. The steps, you know, as long as his, his calories are accurate, I wouldn't be, it sounds like the, the trajectory initially was great and that he's just frustrated because the scale went up five pounds, which is, is common. It, usually, it's, when the scale goes up that much rapidly, there was a specific event that caused it, mm -hmm. which wasn't um, disclosed to us. Mm -hmm. totally. I'm not saying that did or, did or didn't happen, but Nine times out of ten, there is an eating event that causes the spike. Yep. Um, and so that would be my first question: Is did you eat a lot of food to make the scale go up? Is there water and food and stuff in your body that would explain the scale going up? Um, if if this person said no, I don't know. What do you think? If they if they said that there was not an event like that and the scale went up five pounds overnight. I've never experienced that that kind of scale spike without an like a clearly associated event. Um, I agree. There's a couple things that stand out to me. One, hearing that it was between a Saturday and just a few days later. So where do we all have the most problem? Typically the uh, weekend. Yeah. So right. is it a pos is it possible that a couple of those cookies sitting on the counter snuck in? Is it possible that something happened? Another thing is we've talked about this. Did you go out for sushi? Did you eat something high in sodium? Um, did you do an extra workout on Sunday that you normally wouldn't have done and it was super strenuous? Did you get less sleep than you're used to any of those nights? Are you under some extra stress you're not usually used to? Um, my key takeaway is that I, I, I don't necessarily want to tell somebody um, to to change a habit or look too closely at what they did. I would just say if that happens for another week, or continues, then let's be alarmed. But until you get proof that you're going in that direction over several weeks, which I know is really hard to do, um, don't freak out, which was your initial reaction. And I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it's hard to not react to something like that. But it's emotional. The best thing you can do is not react. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do. Yep. And, um, I, I agree with you on all these small factors of like uh, sleep, workout, um, stress and stuff like that. But I don't know that, I mean, maybe all of those things could add up to five pounds, but I've never really experienced uh, any of those types of events that have equated to that large of a spike on the scale. Have you? Um, yes, but rarely, but I'm also a really big guy. And so true, to true, me... True. Percentage-wise, I mean, a guy that's 245, look, 245 is not that much smaller than me. I mean, we're talking about yeah. a 30-pound gap, right? He's almost six feet tall, 245. Um, look, the, the timing, the one thing I didn't mention is the timing of a bowel movement, right? Have you not had a bowel movement on regularity? Um, did you, 
more carbs than than expected the night before. I, I just think that there's too many factors. And given how he's described doing so many things right, if you were to continue to do, quote unquote, all the right things for another three weeks and not make progress again, I would be shocked. Yeah, you really have to look at your your trends. If you zoom out at what he's done, what he's doing is the trend is saying, yes, correct. Yep. It's been, the trend is going down for three weeks and you had a tiny bump. Yep. Right? So if you zoom out and look at the overall trends, nothing's wrong here. Yeah. We also, without more information about exactly what he's doing at the gym, right? Let's say most of his gym routines have been cardio and then all of a sudden he goes in and lifts a bunch of weight. The distress put on your muscle will cause you to, to retain water. It will. It happens to me every time. I can count on it. After a tough workout that I can tell was a really strenuous workout, heavier the next day. Almost like clockwork. Yeah, and I didn't, I also didn't realize when you were initially reading it that he uh, mentioned it happened over a weekend, mm. which I'm going to bet my savings account. Just over <laughs> I think, I think so. It's very easy, <laughs> even with the best intentions on a Sunday afternoon to sneak, yeah. sneak a few of the cookies or just to be a little lazy when measuring out your portions or to indulge a little further than you thought you were. Look, dude, I, my kids, we have a bunch of snacks in the house. Yep. I don't know about you, yep. but these box snacks are designed to not, like they do so much research to get you to overconsume them. Yeah. Because they just, they're, they're in the business of making money, right? I, I, I my wife started buying these, um, these cheese. it they're not cheese its but they're like, um, they're called cheese it grooves. Don't buy them. Do not buy them. I wish you would stop buying them. When I eat a few, I can't stop. You can't stop. I literally can't stop. Yeah. And, and those like carby, salty snacks mm -hmm. will affect the scale. Uh, they, they do every time. Dude, there's a, one of the drive through soda shops here offers these little cups full of miniature cookies, like little tiny cookies. Yep. And they're so good. And each time I think I can easily just have one, right? And it's like, it's just such a tiny thing. Like it's not going to make a difference. And it, and then one turns into seven and it just spirals, dude. It's really, really difficult. And the, the, the rule of thumb is how much artificial sugar is in the thing you're going to eat? That's probably the answer. How much artificial carbohydrate is in the thing you're going to eat you're going to want to eat more of it. I mean, literally didn't, who was the, the potato chip company that had that slogan that was like, I bet you can't eat just one. Was that Lay's? I remember the slogan, but I don't remember which Because you literally can't. And the, the other thing is, and this doesn't even, this can be an intro to some of you who don't maybe know macronutrients super well. But if you just look at something, the higher the fat content and carb content relative to the protein content, the less satiating that thing will be. So if you look on the back of a of, of a bag of Lay's, there's zero protein and it's all fat and carbs. Fat and carbs, you can eat and eat and eat and eat and never feel satiated. It's why we can eat a whole box of breakfast cereal in one sitting. It's why you can eat a yeah. whole bag of Cheetos and not even notice anything and not feel full. You got to be looking at that. Those calories, man, fat and 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 the carbs together are. It's just going to make you overeat it and not feel full. A hundred percent. I, yeah, hundred percent. I, I don't think that you need to abstain from these foods. Agreed. What I think my advice would be to, is to know what you're getting into. Yeah. 
to prioritize the protein first and to the best you can, like try not to eat out of the box. Yeah. Pour it into a bowl, put the box back, walk away with your bowl. Agreed. That, all of that stuff has been helpful for me. If you know it's it's going to be hard to stop eating, you have to create a, you know, an environment where you're not just shoving your elbow down the back. Ooh, so good, man. Honestly, so good. And sometimes we just do. We have to set up like little guardrails for ourselves. You know, yeah. be honest with yourself. I think I think we're so we out of pride, or I don't know why we are this way, but we think like, oh, this will be the time I can control myself, and it's yeah. never true. Be, and it's outside of your control, right? I mean, we're literally talking about like chemical substance designed to make your brain want to eat the whole thing. And so it's just a matter of like, put a guardrail around it, abstain from it completely if you need to for a while, give yourself a small serving and and take it out in the backyard and, and put a lock on the cupboard where you keep the stuff, whatever you got to do just to kind of moderate. Uh, but anyway, yeah. oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I think there's a balance between abstaining and um, learning moderation. Yes. And it's very individual. You have to know where you're at. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are first starting out, maybe they need to abstain. But as you progress and learn things, you start introducing these foods that you eventually have to learn to moderate because you can't eat your perfect diet plan for the rest of your life. It's not realistic. So at some point, you're going to have to learn to moderate these things. Unless you unless you like live alone and you can just keep food out of the house, which sometimes you know yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish Maggie wouldn't, would stop buying the snacks, but it's not going to happen. I know. We have kids who eat snacks, so they're going to be there, and so and yeah, I just think it's a balance. I have one final point on this, and it, it's again kind of to your point about being a little bit maybe too blunt of a truth, but don't lie to your calorie calculator. Okay, mm. we rationalize a lot. Um, Learn how to measure food and be honest about it. If you are out to dinner and you don't quite know, I would overestimate by a little bit. Yeah. Don't underestimate. Yeah. You cannot lie to the calorie calculator and get the result you want. Okay? Yeah. It's a lie that you're never going to get away with. If you eat a cup of rice, say you ate a cup of rice. Don't round down <laughs> to three quarters because like you eyeballed it and it just didn't seem right. Start to get in the habit of tracking accurately if you're going to track and round up a little bit if you're unsure. It's just the safest way to go. Yeah, 100%. All right, hit me with a question, dude. Here we go. Uh, headline, I can't stop eating. Um, I've been overweight my whole life, like 80 pounds as a second grader, 165 pounds as a sixth grader, and now 297 as a 24-year-old. I want to cry, but I... Just can't stop eating. I'm currently in the drive-thru at Tim Hortons getting a large water and a donut. Why? I don't know. It sounds good. I'm at the lowest point in my life right now. I currently see a nutritionist, but I don't think it's helping. I don't eat a ton of fast food. My problem is overeating anything. White rice and broccoli? Yeah, let me finish the whole pan. Grilled chicken thighs? Let me get five. I know what I can eat, but my problem is portions. I just constantly want to eat. I feel like I can't stop. What can I even do? I keep gaining, and once I reach the 300-pound mark, I feel like I would never be able to forgive myself. But I just want food 24-7. When I wake up, I automatically think, what should I eat for dinner? Please help. Wow. Well, first of all, I, I, I feel for you, whoever this person is. And if, if you're listening to this and feel like that's you, I feel for you. I've certainly been there um, at times in my life. Um, food 
it becomes medication for us sometimes, right? I think we've all been there. I'm a busy dad. I had a rough, <laughs> rough times in my 20s when we were like having kids fast and um, trying to figure out how to make a living. And, and sometimes um, that just resulted in the only comfort I could find was food. So I, I, I feel you. Um, okay, so l- let's assume then, all things being equal, that we can't slow down how hungry you are. Let's say that, that, that you're going to be uh, un, you know, I- I- insatiable regardless. You can control what you eat. Um, and let's say, what if we started there instead of saying how much? So here's my point. Mm-hmm. Eat seven bananas if you're hungry. Okay. Eat, you know, going back to the grilled chicken thighs, you can't eat too much grilled chicken. You can't. All that will do is be a net positive for you eventually. Now, look, you can make yourself sick on anything you eat, but that might be a good place too, where if you, sometimes you need to eat till you're sick, so you kind of know where to, to back off. There's two things at play here. One is um, what you're eating and two, hunger signals. And here's something that's true. The more whole the food is, the more natural the food is, and the more protein there is, the much easier it is going to be for you to recognize when your hunger signals and your full signals are coming in. So here's yeah. here, this would be my advice. If right now you feel out of control in controlling how hungry you are, I would try to control what you are eating, but not put limits on yourself to how much you can eat. A rounded plate of chicken and three apples, three bananas, go for it. I don't know a single person who's overweight their whole life from eating too much fruit and too much whole protein. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? That's a great point. Um, the overall vibe is, is, is kind of telling me, and this is an assumption because we can't ask them questions, but I'm getting the vibe that the only source of enjoyment that this person getting out of life is from food. Mm. So I would kind of take a step back and I, I, th- I 100% agree with all the nutrition advice you gave, 100%. But where, where else in your life can you find some enjoyment? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can fill those, those voids in your life. You know, like I, I, I've also been there too. And it's been in, in times where, you know, I went to a, a job for 40 hours a week that I didn't like. And the enjoyment I got from life, the, the way that I made myself feel better was to eat food. Yeah. I would go home and decide where, where are we going for dinner? Cause every, every dinner was a fast food meal, mm-hmm. you know, and we would plan it hours beforehand because we were so excited and looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't think that there's a problem getting enjoyment from food, but if you're taking it to a place where it's becoming a health problem for you or potentially a health problem, then maybe you're getting just a little bit too much satisfaction from overeating is what I think. Um, and on top of all the advice you gave, I would just kind of like evaluate like where maybe I can find some hobbies or something or like, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Be honest about where you are mentally. And if you're not in a good space, that's okay. Just be honest about it. And then say, now what, you know, where can you go from, from here? You know, but the other, the other thing is, you know, this this poster said they're sitting in a drive-through line. I mean, going back to the first question we answered, 
the same way Cheez-Its are designed to make you want them, Taco Bell is genetic or whatever, uh, engineered. It's yeah. created to make you crave it at 2 a.m. That's that's it, right? So it's designed that way. The, the Taco Bell engineers are not thinking, how can we make everybody live longer and only want to eat this once? I wish they were, but they're not. They're in the business of selling tacos. So I, I think that some combination of what we're saying, right? I mean, one, if we're just eating things that are a bit empty, that's it, we're, we're never going to be full. Honestly, we're never going to be full. I don't know how many times, dude, I went through the Carl's Jr. line and got a Western bacon cheeseburger. And then 30 minutes later was like, well, I may as well stop at Wendy's and get a double stack while I'm, while I'm here, you know, yeah. like you just, you can't get full eating stuff like that. And it messes with your signals, man. It's just, you're always kind of salivating for that next hit of that kind of stuff. And whereas like, Again, not to make this all about nutrition or pull it all the way back to what I was saying, but there comes a point where you don't want to eat more chicken. <laughs> um, there's actually a great thing that I've heard passed around um, from enough different sources in advice um, that I think it must be true, which is to evaluate whether or not you're really hungry. Have you heard this? The idea is if you if it doesn't sound good to eat an unseasoned chicken breast, you're not actually hungry you're bored or you're thirsty or you're dehydrated. So look at some of those things too. Look at water, you know, look at, um, you know, we're going to bring sleep into the equation a lot of times too, but I know the worse my sleep, the worse my decision-making. Sometimes that's really the difference too, is how good is my decision-making? How good am I at talking myself out of making a, a decision I don't want to make? So, um, yeah. not to make this too heavy and make you feel like you have to change everything about your life, but but I think there's some inputs here that you could change. Try to find some enjoyment somewhere else. See if the sleep's dialed in. See if your hydration's dialed in. And, and see if maybe you're just bored, not hungry sometimes. Yeah, the the over the comment about overeating chicken thighs, like the, the, the poster is claiming that they'll overeat anything, even if it's healthy food. And you have to kind of stop, stop yourself and, and ask why. Because it's numbing at that point. You're numbing with food. And so like what... There's, there's some emotions that you're trying to solve with food, I think, if you're unwilling to, to stop eating, even when you're full. Even healthy food, you're unwilling to stop eating. So you have to really ask yourself, like, is overeating this food, does it make it taste better? Mm. Usually, you can tell when you've had enough is when the food is like not tasting good anymore. You're just, it's just kind of just going in your mouth. You know what I right. mean? Right. It feels like a chore. Yeah. So, I don't know. A lot of things to ponder there, but I, I, I think there's some, some deep-rooted stuff that probably needs to be evaluated. If we were sure. just to talk about this for another two minutes, let's say I said to you, Ryan, the reason I'm unhappy and the reason I'm turning to food is because my wife and I are going through a divorce. What would your answer be? If you knew specifically that the, the cause of my unhappiness right now is that, and that I was turning to food to medicate, how would you, how would you guide me? I would say uh, what you're going through right now is really, really difficult, and it's not forever, and that maybe overeating for a little bit is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think in some scenarios where there's something like a, 
a death in the family, a lot of people have to deal with grief and they're just like, how do I stay on plan when I'm grieving yep. this, this family member or something like that? My answer is just like, do your best to maintain. Like this is not a time in life where you need to be trying to lose weight, sure. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but, but yeah, if it's, if it's something else that's like, um, you know, you're just lonely or it's, it's something that's not going away, you're just stressed out. You have to learn to sit with those emotions without turning to food. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's what you have to have to do, mm-hmm. um, and it's not easy. Um, one of the the biggest ones that triggers me is like stress with kids. Mm-hmm. The kids won't stop screaming, or my four year old has like been a terror like literally all day. Yeah, to the point where you know it's six or seven p.m. and my tank is empty, dude. Yep, my nervous system is so overstimulated. Yep, that like. Anything will trigger me and like it's taking all of my effort to not go into the pantry and eat some snacks. Yeah. So you have to just, I think becoming aware of, of what's triggering you is like the first step because if you're not aware, you can't solve for the, the problems that you're not aware of. So I'll tell you, I was confronted with one last night. It's, it's back to school. My kids went back to school today and last night we went out for a little back to school meal and we went to a Mexican restaurant and the urge was real to get that jalapeno cream cheese slathered chimichanga that's been deep fried a hundred and you know like the the urge was so real um and i i won the battle yesterday i don't always win the battle but i got i got some fajitas instead and um kept it really focused on protein and some peppers and veggies and stuff which which was a better choice and i was happy with that choice but to the people listening we don't do this perfectly either, okay? No. And I was at war with myself 12 hours ago or 18 hours ago, whatever it is now, about whether or not I would just go ham on this chimichanga and eat 2,000 calories or eat a full uh, kind of fajita plate and be more in the seven, 800 calorie range. So we're at war yeah. every day with you, dude. If you're listening to this and feeling like this is just a grind every day, it's freaking hard, we agree. We're doing the same thing every day. The the yeah. the more you make decisions that are net positive, the more confidence you get, the easier it becomes long-term. But there will be days where you just say, screw it, it's chimichanga today. And that's okay too. 100%. We're not perfect. But I will add that as you become more skilled in this stuff, that you become more comfortable with the imperfection. Yes. And that's really going to help you a lot. Um, I, it's funny that you bring that up about the Mexican restaurant because I had literally almost an identical experience two weeks ago. Really? I got the fajitas and peppers and onions and tomatoes. Dude, this restaurant has steak and chicken and it's delicious. I told myself going in, I'm not eating the chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and I stared at it, dude. Maggie had some and I just stared at it and it was painful. Yeah. Chips and salsa, warm chips oh. and salsa on a in a Mexican restaurant, dude. It was difficult, but yeah. after the after the fact, I was like, "Wow, you didn't die, you know? Yeah. You got you, you got die. through it, and you didn't die." But yeah, I mean, we it's it's not something that goes away. We definitely struggle with that stuff for sure. The other thing that we can tell you is that it's hard to see down the road, but look, if you're gonna make some lifestyle changes. If you're going to lift some weights, if you're going to change your diet a little bit, your body also will become more resilient. It's not 
it's not super complicated science, actually, why the dude that's super jacked, right, can eat more and his body doesn't seem to care. This is the rule of 90, 10, 80, 20, whatever percentage you want to use. Once you get dialed in and you eat clean 80% of the time, you can have the chimichanga, dude. Every other weekend, if you just decide to go, it's chimichanga tonight, it's chips and salsa, it's a margarita, it's horchata, it's the whole deal, you can do it and your body will tolerate it. Because in contrast to the rest of your habits, it's very easy for your body to just be like, okay, we see you had fun last night, back on the plan, yeah. you're good. Yeah, it's like an, it's like a such a sweet bonus at the end. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, you, can, you can be a little more lax about things and not care so much. Well, I hope that helps. And I hope if you're in that situation um, that you first find some comfort or uh, in whatever you're going through and that too, you, you maybe try some of those things out. Hope it's helpful. Hope this helps. See you guys. Thank you.